when you get in the session, you hit the ground running. Your people are prepared. They have some questions they've thought about. You know, they read an article or watched a video. It's not a lot of pre-work, but it's enough to then be able to just jump in. And we focus the conversation a lot on where the participants are. You know, we, we talk in coaching about the importance of you know, meet the client where they are. We do the same thing in group coaching. It's where is this group right now relative to this topic? And there are many times when we sort of go off script, if that makes sense. Not that groups coaching sessions are very scripted to begin with, but many times it's, wow, we're really having a challenge over here that we need to address. It relates to the topic, but it's something that maybe we didn't anticipate was going to come up. But what's so powerful about this model is it's less focused on the agenda and more on the participants. In her book, Conversational Intelligence, Judith Glasser wrote, to get to the next level of greatness depends on the quality of our culture, which depends on the quality of our relationships, which depends on the quality of our conversations. Everything happens through conversations. Welcome to Conversations, powered by Quantivos. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Conversations Powered by Quantivos. I'm Brian Gorman. I am a coach at Quantivos. I'm the host of Conversations. And for the purpose of this conversation, I want to mention that I'm also vice president for program development. Our guest today is Margaret Brake. Margaret is a co-founder of Quantivos, and she is our chief coaching officer. So welcome, Margaret. Thank you. Excited to be here. Our conversation is the whys and ways of group coaching. So, Margaret, would you start by just painting us a picture, if you will, of what Quantivos means by group coaching? Great question, because there are lots of different forms of group coaching, and, and it can often be confused with training and webinars and, and a host of other things. But the way that we define group coaching is a process of peers coming together. They can be within the same company. They can be from different companies, but they are coming together to explore a topic in more depth. The process is typically focused on a particular subject. It could be a common development area across those, those people. It could be a particular competency that the organization really wants to build among their people. It could be really anything. But the point is for people to come together and similar to individual coaching, people are in an exploratory mode. We're typically not introducing a lot of content in these sessions, but we are teeing up conversations and helping people learn from each other and learn through a process of reflection, digging into that topic, sharing challenges that they each might face around that topic, and learning new ways to think about it and approach it. When you talk about group coaching, how is it different from individual coaching? Other than the fact that there are multiple people in multiple the room. Multiple people in the room, yes. It is different because of those other people in the room. Interestingly enough, group coaching is, we are finding it to be an extremely powerful way for people to learn together. In our case, it's mostly people within an organization. 
And for them to be able to share different perspectives on that topic, whereas in individual coaching, you have the perspective of the coach and then you have your own perspective. In group coaching, you might have six, seven, eight other people who are weighing in on that topic. The other thing that we love about it is that people learn that they're not alone, that other people experience those same challenges and that they are in a similar place in that organization. So in other words, people are learning from each other. They are seeing different ways to approach subjects. They are seeing different perspectives around that subject. And there are a host of of other benefits that I'm sure we'll get into. But one of the things I really love about it is that it also has the benefit of a coach being there to model some of the coaching skills and things that people are actually picking up in those sessions. One of the other things I find so exciting about it is the relationships that get built and sustained past whatever that vessel of the group coaching program is. And very often, those are relationships across functions, across geography, across hierarchy in in the organization. And it really serves, I think, a valuable secondary purpose in helping the organization build a greater sense of community and shared purpose and shared commitment. Yeah, I completely agree with that. In fact, Many times when we gather feedback after these group coaching sessions, the most powerful thing people say they've gotten out of it is the relationships. And they start to lean on each other. They talk to each other outside of the sessions. They have built, they've basically built a a new network in many cases. And that just, you know, speaks volumes about the power of group coaching because in many organizations we work with, we have found that there are there are often things that leadership wants to make sure it gets sort of filtered down into the organization. For example, we have one client who is rolling out some new values and they want their leaders to really get their arms around what those values look like when they're in action and how do we each take those values and apply them and demonstrate them and all that good stuff. We're using a group coaching framework to bring leaders together to talk about the values. And they're not just words on paper, but it's really a deep discussion around, you know, what does this really look like? And how have we maybe not demonstrated this before? What does it look like going forward? It might look a little different for each person in that group session, but they're learning from each other, they're exploring, and then they go out and they're able to implement that so much better and then come back together for the next session. They talk about how that went. There is so much power in bringing people together around these common development areas, values, topics that really sustains behavior change in a way that, you know, training doesn't do and and sort of other communication plans tend not to do. So we're finding it to be an extremely valuable approach uh, for many of our clients. I want to build on that with a, a story about another client that, I spent a lot of years as a change management consultant. And in all of the research, culture change is the least successful, the most difficult to pull off. And we have one client that is intentionally working to change a culture that has existed in its industry for over a century. And for those who are are familiar with different change management approaches, 
they took almost a William Bridges approach of identifying these are aspects of our culture that we want to stop. These are aspects of our culture that we want to continue. These are aspects of our culture that we want to start. And we're working with the leaders in this area in terms of how well are they doing with that. I have never seen such a significant culture change in an organization. And we're doing it through group coaching because they're holding one another accountable. They're coming into that session and saying, I really have a challenge with this. How have others handled it? Or I'm trying this and it's really making a difference. Yeah. One thing I love about what you said is that I know at the beginning, there's a little bit more of the coach sort of taking the initiative to draw those learnings out and maybe even holding members accountable to, to follow through on things that they commit to doing. But it, be, it that really quickly transfers to the participants. They start to ask each other those questions. They start to challenge one another. They start to hold each other accountable. And that's what is so powerful about group coaching, especially when you see that trust built and they can come in. I know the example you're talking about. And I remember another story you mentioned once to me, which was one time one of those leaders showed up and said, I really blew it. You know, I lost my temper with my team or whatever the issue was. And, and everyone, there was no judgment. People could relate to that. And yet they still, you know, they, they sort of took it in a productive direction of, okay, well, what do we do about it? Where do we go from here? And I, I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. The reason I introduced my role as vice president for program development is very often, and you mentioned this earlier, clients have some area of focus where they want this particular program to go. It might be first-time managers who really need a certain set of skills that they wouldn't have developed in their roles on the front line. It might be managers at, at different levels of the organization, but the organization is observing that they're not very good at having tough conversations or they're not very good at using stories as a way of communicating, or they're not very good at relating to their people. Yeah. Or even coaching their people. We hear that one a lot. Yeah. And so how does group coaching address that? So as I mentioned earlier, we typically are focusing group coaching around a topic. And so just to give an example, one of the ones you, you talked about is how leaders are relating to their people. So we, we have a number of clients right now that are very focused on building a coaching culture. They want their leaders to become better coaches. They want them to relate to their people differently as more of a coach as opposed to an authoritarian type of leadership style. And we have put together a series of group coaching sessions on coaching skills. And so each session, we're covering a different coaching skill. And to give an example, one of the modules, as you know, Brian, is how to ask powerful questions. And I remember when you conducted that one session with, with one of our clients, and the thing that was so powerful about it was that you were able to demonstrate to those participants what it looks like to ask powerful questions. Um, so you did a bit of a 
fishbowl exercise where you had one person share a challenge they're dealing with. And all you did was what you normally do when you coach. You just asked questions and helped that person go deeper and explore that challenge. Meanwhile, the other participants were observing. And then you all had a debrief afterwards. And the feedback we got after that session was, if you don't do anything else, keep that in the coaching. That is so helpful to hear or rather to see how an experienced coach goes about coaching other people. And and again, one of the things I think is, is a key benefit of group coaching is that leaders then develop better coaching skills themselves. They see the coach in action. They're practicing those skills with each other during the session. And then they go back and they take that back to their teams. And so it's a great way to build skill without it necessarily being where you're introducing a lot of new content. Because again, it's not training. We're not really introducing a lot of new concepts or, or you know, materials. We don't have slides and things like that. It's all about teeing something up and then giving them a chance to explore it, practice it, go out and, and try things differently. I want to pick up on that last piece because we do, in many cases, not in all cases, in many cases, we do tee something up. So yeah. for example, for that powerful questions session that you were talking about, there might be some reading, there might be a video, there might generally is, in fact, some self-reflection. Yeah. So that the participants come into the session warm, if you will, instead of cold on the topic. But again, as you said, there is no deck. We're not there teaching. We're not up there, you know, digitally, if not virtually, putting things on a whiteboard. That's right. We really are, what did this pre-work, what questions did it raise for you? What insights did it raise for you? Now let's dig into how do you apply this in your situation? I think one thing that I think works really well about that model is, yes, you're expected to do some pre-work before the session to, to tee up the topic and get them thinking about it. But when you get in the session, you hit the ground running. Your people are prepared. They have some questions they've thought about. You know, they, they've read an article or watched a video. It's not a lot of pre-work, but it's enough to, to then be able to just jump in. And we focus the conversation a lot on where the participants are. You know, we, we talk in coaching about the importance of you know, meet the client where they are. We do the same thing in group coaching. It's where is this group right now? relative to this topic. And there are many times when we sort of go off script, if that makes sense, not that groups coaching sessions are very scripted to begin with, but many times it's, wow, we're really having a challenge over here that we need to address. It relates to the topic, but it's something that maybe we didn't anticipate was going to come up. But what's so powerful about this model is it's less focused on the agenda and more on the participants and what is going to be relevant to them with where they are now. And for those who are familiar with coaching and one-on-one coaching session always ends up with some takeaways about this is what I'm going to do with what came out of the session. And we do the same with the group coaching. There's always, how am I going to take this now and act on it? And I think, again, unlike so much training uh, or webinars or, or things like that that people go through, you sort of shake your head and say, that was good. That was nice. You know, I'm glad I got out of the office, if you will, for that, that hour. But then you don't really do anything with it. 
In fact, Brian, I was going to add to that, that we're often finding for our clients that an approach where there is internal training going on, reinforced by group coaching is super powerful. And in those instances, the company may have a leadership program that, you know, they put their managers through. And as you said, it's typically, it might be modularized over a period of time, or it's a, you know, a day in a classroom and that, that sort of thing. But we follow it up with coaching. So we take some of the key concepts from that training that the company really wants to reinforce, and we turn those into group coaching modules. And that's where the real application happens. That's where participants go out and try things and hear how others are applying those things in their own world. And it's just a great way to, we often tell companies, this is a great way to really get the return on investment for your training dollars. Um, because we all know training alone doesn't change behavior, but when you combine it with group coaching and even not to mention adding individual coaching in, that is a just a, a very, very productive way to, to really get the best return on investment. So you went where I was going to go next, <laughs> okay. which is what has also proven to be very productive is that blend of group and one-on-one. Mm, yeah. Because when we come together as a collective, we'll, we'll focus on what has surfaced as a collective, but I may have a different challenge myself. Yeah. Or I might, might have a different opportunity than others in my group. And so if I can bring that to an individual one-on-one -on -one coaching session, I can go even deeper. I can go even further. I can move myself along even beyond where I was able to go with the group. I find DE&I is a great example of that, Brian, because when we do group coaching around DE&I, we really especially like to tie that, tie individual coaching into the structure of the program because that's a really important topic where people are coming from perhaps very different perspectives, different awareness around their own biases and things like that. And sometimes those things are sort of sensitive to bring up that you, you may not want to say or admit that you have a certain bias in a group setting. But once that has been introduced as a group topic and it's sort of out in the open, you can then go back with your individual coach and say, you know what, I really struggle with this. Or I had this difficult conversation with somebody who's different from me and I'm not sure I handled it well. And it just allows for a deeper level of vulnerability, I think, when you can add in the individual coaching knowing that people are approaching that topic from many different vantage points. And so we do find that that's just a, gr a great way for people to learn and, you know, again, further apply, you know, whatever that topic is. The, the other thing I was going to say, Brian, is that one of the things we found to be a great way to keep all of that well tied together is we bring our coaches together. So we have typically a set of coaches who do the group coaching, and then we may have different coaches doing individual coaching with that same group. And we often will bring our coaches together so that the group coaches can share, you know, some of the high level themes that have come out of the group coaching. And then the individual coaches can share things about, well, here's some of the themes we're hearing and here's some of the challenges our individual clients are facing. So there's a lot of really good information sharing. Obviously, we keep it very confidential, but it's a great way for coaches to really have the context they need to do a superb job in coaching their clients. Another thing that I think is really 
important for me is that we're able to bring this literally from the front lines up into the executive office. Yeah. That there are benefits for frontline workers that can be attained out of group coaching, out of one-on-one coaching, just as there are, and typically business coaching has been executive coaching and, and has been C-suite focused. And group coaching gives us a way of really bringing coaching all through the organization. Yeah. And Brian, in your experience, have you noticed that the group coaching looks different if you're working with frontline leaders versus senior leaders? Does it look different to you at all? Or is it pretty much, it's just the same, but the discussion's obviously going to be a little bit different. Well, the discussions are different sometimes when people are in a totally new environment, whether it's my first job and I'm literally a a frontline worker, my first role as a manager responsible for the work of others, sometimes there isn't a whole lot of experience in the collective to draw from. Mm, Okay. And so typically in those scenarios, when we're developing the program, we look for some wisdom that can be shared. And in those cases, there may be more of a blend of mentor and coach early on for getting the group started. Yeah. There's another point I wanted to mention that I think is unique about group coaching, and that is this whole element of how you show up. I think group coaching gives you an opportunity to really step back and see how you show up in a group setting, which is often reflective of how you might be showing up for your team. And we have found that when the level of trust is built within the group and there's a a level of psychological safety and vulnerability that starts to happen, people start to show up differently. They start to, you know, be willing to admit mistakes and failures. They are more open to challenging one another. They're more, they're more reflective. They become more self-aware. And I think that has huge benefits for when they go back to their team, they have experienced this level of psychological safety in the group that they may not have ever experienced in any other work setting. And and to be able to experience that, they see how powerful it is. And that is such a great way to then go back to their own team and put some of those same dynamics into place. It's kind of like the example you quoted earlier where, you know, this one company is, is working very hard to change the culture and the, and the leadership style there. These leaders are becoming really vulnerable with each other and they're going back and they're doing things differently with their teams. And I think a lot of it is because of what they are experiencing with each other that for many people, they've never had that at work. You know, how many times can you show up at work and be super vulnerable, especially with peers? And it certainly takes a a, a skilled coach to be able to bring the group to that level of trust. But boy, when you get there, there's nothing like it. Listening to you, I remember another example that was particularly powerful for me. They were discussing the importance of building relationships with the people on their teams, not just role-to-role relationships. And this one manager said, I'm really not a people person. I'm a numbers person. And I find it very difficult. And this other manager, much older, 
at a higher level in the organization, geographically somewhere else, said, you and I need to get together because I'm real good at building those people relationships. I can help you. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really, really great. Yeah. And that's the other thing. They learn about each other's strengths and how they can leverage other people. Again, just such an important lesson in how you work with any group, any team, any individual really in your organization. So it's almost like the group coaching becomes sort of this microcosm of, you know, life at work in a much more healthy way. Absolutely. Margaret Brake, as we prepare to wrap up this conversation, any last words that you have for our audience? Well, I would, I would love to encourage anyone out there, if you're thinking about bringing group coaching into your organization, we have found it to be one of the best ways to change behavior, to bring about new mindsets, to um, you know, infiltrate new values into an organization, build skills. In fact, we're finding that there's so much demand now for group coaching that we're seeing the percentage of group versus individual coaching is becoming, used to be sort of 80-20, now it's becoming about 50-50. And I think that's because it has so much potential to really bring about change in organizations. So we're excited about it. Margaret Brake, thank you for this conversation. Thank you, Brian. 